0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the CopCast podcast. We're coming to you after Liverpool have still managed to successfully mount the defence of the FA Cup, which is all they're probably going to be able to defend this year because we haven't defended most other things. Um, including I've our got, goal? Yeah, well that was kind of what... kind of what oh, right, okay, that was a joke, <laughs> was it? Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. yeah, it was probably a little bit too nuanced. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, it's not like me to be subtle, to be fair. Um, I've got Andy Bell, as you've heard. I've got Beryl Akis. Um, Beryl, let's kick it off with Brighton because I, I, like, I feel like these two games, they're kind of related. We rock up at Brighton. It's probably our strongest side. We're kind of looking there and we're thinking, do you know what? They're dead good. Um, <laughs> they're really good going forward. Um, I was at the game with Andy, actually, um, early in the season. When they I think it was the Zerby's first game, I think, wasn't it? it yeah, was, uh, um, yeah. Yeah, and trick. yeah, and they were they were very Brighton, but also very unBrighton, where they were quite porous, and we created quite a few chances, but they were also very very good going forward. Um, normally, a Brighton game is it's it's possession based and it's very tentative, but this wasn't like that. And then we go there, and we are well worse than <laughs> now than we were then. And I'd say the guys, I, I don't I, I, like, I don't expect us to win. And I, gen, genuinely, I expect us to probably get a good, a good, <laughs> good slapping. And that's what we got. There's an argument to say that, that that is potentially the worst Liverpool performance in the Jurgen Klopp era.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with that, uh, and. Um... And he said it himself, and, um, but, you know, people were quick to point out, what was it, 7-2 against Aston Villa? But th- that was a very strange game in which I, I think we conceded, like, five uh, def- uh, deflected goals and something like that. And, you know, that, it was a very different uh, type of game at this game, you know, I, I went in with the, with the, the same anxieties with the same expectations that um, and and especially when I saw the lineup, uh, and I remember saying in the in in our app group, uh, I don't think we are a, a meritocracy anymore because, you know, the midfield from you know uh, with with Tiago, uh, uh, Fabio and and Henderson, um, we have seen its frailties its its weaknesses um and you know uh, especially the fact that that uh, they all have the same weaknesses you know not not being very very agile, very uh, quick on the first meters anymore and very uh quick to turn um and and I, I thought everyone everyone uh, saw that and, and saw that this was you know and especially against a team that has has been so tactically astute, they have a setup, uh, they, have, they practically have a have a have a box in midfield, uh, four players and and one in the middle. And they have another uh, box, uh, and they just find each other, you know. Because yeah, we they, were outnumbered,
0: uh, we were outnumbered all over the pitch, barrel. We, uh,
1: we we tried something else, and I'm I'm still not sure what we tried to do. It, well, if it was a 4-4-2 a four, four, with a, um, with a diamond shape or you know whatever it was. <laughs> It, it wasn't any good, and 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 it, it it seemed to put people into positions in which you they couldn't make the the most of their qualities, like um, uh, Tiago in the ten position. Come on, man! It, this is not where he plays. Uh, this is not where he should play. I would say, and uh, yeah, it, it it was dreadful. It was it, it was horrible. It was like, um, and and it was it they weren't very clinical because they are brightened. It's not as if they're all world beaters, you know, Solly March is having a good season, but it's still Solly March, right? It's not like he's turned into a, 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 some wonder player who could play at, at a bigger, bigger team or something like that. But, uh, but as a team, they, they were so much better than we were. It was, it was horrible to see. And, uh, and, and, you know, I, I was very happy that we got with until the uh, the half um, without conceding. But you know what happened after was uh, <laughs> you wouldn't believe. I think Babe would say, "Yeah, it was what should have happened in the first half, to be honest." And
0: yeah. uh, Andy Beryl has a has a point there. You know, the team you're looking at, um, it's not a meritocracy, perhaps, but I think we all know when things aren't going well and we're feeling a little bit insecure, we, we go to the old familiar. We go to the things that are comfortable and the things that are safe. And Klopp looked to go to that. Um, obviously, there are injuries and the squad is short, but there are options and risks to be taken there. Other people might have the... And it's easy from the outside looking in when you're not emotionally involved in that in that decision making but other people might be looking like we often always do and go why not just throw him in it can't be any worse why not just throw him in it can't be any worse and how many times have we had that conversation over the years football fans in general and managers consistently always go back to their tried and trusted particularly when they're going through a difficult period
2: yeah, tried trusted and most physical as well. Um, in terms of in terms of height and in terms of strength as well. You know, he likes to pack that midfield with Fabinho and Henderson, both over six foot. Um, both in their heyday were able to get around the pitch, but also provide physicality in that midfield. And for a wee lad, Thiago's the same. You know, he can really put himself about. And there's a little bit of an issue when you play Kida in that regard. There's a little bit of an issue, possibly in his mind when you play Bacetic in that regard. I'm sure we'll come on to talk about that after his performance. But I-
0: but Andy, there's also an issue in that regard when you play Elliot. So that's really stack up for me.
2: No, completely. But with Elliot, you know, he's in a kind of weird position because he's maybe not quite physical enough right now to play in the midfield, and he's not quick enough to play in the wing for a Jurgen Klopp team, or certainly with the, certainly not playing the wing for a Jurgen Klopp team, given what we've seen from ever since you know we got Lalana and Firmino and Coutinho off the wings. Ever since that, it's been lads with pace, and there's been no um, there's been no compromising on that really. So it's a little bit of a strange one. And I think Elliot's had a a little bit of a tough time of it from our supporters this season. I understand that um, what he's been offering hasn't quite been good enough, but he's not picking himself. And at the end of the day, you know, you look at Thiago now, similar height, similar sort of stature, but Thiago can handle himself and he's strong. And he's, I think it's as much experience as much as Phil and I getting in the gym because um, you're, you know, it's, it's as much about your balance and putting your body in this place and you look stronger than you, you are when you've got experience. So, you know, I'm sure when Tiago was, was Bechetic age or uh, Harvey Elliott's age, he wasn't, he wasn't like that. He wasn't playing like that. So, you know, I think it's a little bit harsh I and mean, probably the only way he's going to learn is by, is by playing those games. But he obviously doesn't play um, the Brighton game. And yeah, it was, it's, by all accounts, it was just more of the same. It was, you know, you could watch this game over and over again. You could, you could have played the same clip from Brentford. You could play the same clip, even at times against Villa, because against Villa we're we're really porous, and we're lucky on a couple of occasions. Um,
0: Leicester,
2: Leicester, absolutely. And you know, you get you get to the point after Brighton where you just think, if we are to get top four this season, or if we are to win any games this season, it's gonna have to be via fortune and via luck. And teams are gonna to have to miss loads of chances against them because by God, are we gonna give them loads of chances? Um, and it was the exact same. We're nil nil at half time and we're lucky, and everyone's saying, you know, Liverpool should be relieved to go in at nil nil at half time. So after having had the fortune of riding that storm to still go out and get hammered 3 0, um just speaks volumes for the performance. And um yeah, I think it probably it probably does go down as rock bottom. Um there's a conversation about the COVID season where we we lose one nil at home six times in a row and but even within that we had a couple of good performances against Spurs and West Ham. I mean <laughs> it's right now it just looks like a team that's uh, that's completely finished, completely dysfunctional. And but for the 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 breath of fresh air that was Tuesday night, um I think we would be sitting here a lot more miserable than what we are right now. Yeah
0: Beryl I think you know Andy points out those the six the six defeats in a row at Anfield, wasn't it? Isn't that what it was? It still seems mad, right? Yeah. And like Burnley are in there and like just, just absolute
2: nonsense. Burnley, Brighton, like, Fulham, Everton City and something else. And
0: somebody else, shit. Um, but at that time, there were legitimate reasons that you could point to to understand why we were what we were. We had like the most catastrophic injury crisis that Probably any Premier League team has ever experienced. We had Fabinho and Henderson playing centre half at one point, and I think even at, at that, that, I think that was the stage where one, if not both of them, broke down. So we ended up having to revert to the Phillips and Reese Williams. Is that his name? Can I yeah. even remember that? You know,
2: we played so, that against so, City. Fabinho and Henderson at centre half, and they just four one.
0: Yeah, do you, know? you know, so so. <laughs> And then obviously what that does to your midfield and how that compromises the midfield area. But yeah, um, this is slightly different. Yes, we have we have injury issues, but they're, they're not at the same level. And we've, we've seen this coming because that season we started off really, really well until those injuries kicked in. Um, we've been seeing this performance coming for quite some time. Uh, but... Let's just move the wolves, okay? It is what it is, and it's fine. We move the wolves, and it's really strange, Beryl, because although the personnel is different, and I was looking at it a little bit like this is this is just get anybody on the pitch, protect protect them, attract and trusted, and listen, whatever happens, happens. I'm not that bothered one way or another. We've got bigger issues here we have to deal with. But we looked like we looked like Liverpool. We looked like a team that were difficult ish to play against. Now, obviously, the bar's low this season, but given the personnel, difficult to play against. Wolves first time in ages a team weren't able to run the, directly through the middle of us and expose us. And it for me it looked more familiar, particularly the 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 kind of, kind of high pressing midfield role where he kind of joining in the front three, making it difficult for them to play out. And that was evident from very early on. So personnel-wise, obviously there's changes, but do you think that we went a bit more conventional in relation to what we're used to over the last kind of four or five years? Um,
1: you know, we've suffered... I don't even know how many losses we suffered uh, the, this season, but, you know, they, uh, I think we, we went through some stages. Um, uh, you know, the, the one against Manchester United was, uh, was, uh, was more like, you know, we are going to beat these. We have beaten these, uh, you know, even in the, in the COVID season. Uh, and they are shit. They've, they've just lost against the uh, Brentford and, 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 one other team as well um, so we, we were arrogant in there and you know lost because we weren't concentrated enough not humble enough uh, and you know against Brighton we didn't lose because we weren't humble enough we, we were just scared shitless because you know we were expecting the same you know the players were expecting the same as that as we were expecting you know <laughs> being hammered by them because they they can and they know what to do and we don't know what to do and uh, the things we did we can't do anymore and this was a more humble um performance i i, I thought we you know we we weren't um, ashamed to sit back for a while just you know just don't concede and and then look at what you can do and then try to retain the ball try to play some football and 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 after a little while you know just until we scored the goal uh, I, I thought we were playing really well and this had um, you know probably everything to do with how uh, our midfield was functioning with uh, tiago and bajidich uh, having fun uh, playing football um, uh, bajidich being you know really good at the at this defensive midfielder position you know screening defense but also playing football taking some risks when he could take them uh, he had one uh, uh, straight pass uh, and that was i think the only mistake he made and and, and tiago was enjoying himself enjoying enjoying himself um obviously and you know and uh, according to some Keita played uh, like uh, you know um um he belonged into uh, Brazil, nineteen eighty-two or something
0: oh, like that. Oh fucking <laughs> Mateus for fuck's sake! <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Uh,
1: but you know, he he was good. But he, he was good. He was, he was good. But, but it, it was it was nothing. Uh, you know, it, uh, this is what I expect as a base rate from uh, from a from a, uh, a midfielder in in a Liverpool yeah. midfield. So and and, uh, three midfielders playing like they should, doing what they can do, doing what they should do. And uh, lo and behold, even with, uh, you know, a massively hampered, um, you know, we didn't play with uh, with Salah. We played with Gakpo up top, which, you know, is, is not his position. And who was playing uh, on the left? Carvalho. even forgot. Carvalho, yeah. Carvalho, yeah. I concerns, was, but we'll get to that. I thought yeah, it was good. It, you know, um, I thought I he pressed
2: really well. Four or five times he hammered into their full-back uh, and forced him into a mistake. On the ball, yeah, didn't offer too much, but I don't think that's his position long-term. But yeah, he, I was really he, impressed he with how he give, got
1: about He didn't give Tsimikas uh, uh, an, an option to to give him the ball. You know, uh, it, it, it will be unfair to uh, to compare him to Mane, but I, I still am going to, uh, or to, to Luis Diaz, who, you know, will always want the ball from their left back and will do something with it, either uh, pass it, either, um, uh, you know, uh, get it past the, the defender or uh, draw a fo- foul, but um, he, he couldn't do that. And may- maybe, you know, it's not something uh, we can expect from him because it's probably not even his position. But, but you know, even in this setup with, with uh, not playing um, in, in, in lots of positions, and I would, Take the midfield out of there, but on, on other positions, not not uh, you know Milner playing ra- uh, right back, uh, and and still good. we 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 were we were playing some good football. He he was good, yeah, and and uh, maybe they should have played Traore on the on his side, but yeah, okay. Yeah. Lopetegui knows more about football than I do, so but yeah, it, it was. Uh, and Andy's right if if this game hadn't happened, I, I would still be depressed about you know the state we're in. and now uh, there is some 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 rays of light. If you play like this, yeah okay I will um, maybe enjoy even watching some games. Yeah, for me,
0: I don't know how much the wolves or the Brighton performance played into us all of a sudden looking like a team again. And I know it was the FA Cup. I know it was a replay. I know it was rules away. And you can say what one want about rules. But that's a very standard rules away performance, Andy. Very standard. That's what we see every time we go to among you, you know, really um, last-minute winners. Um, Firmino scoring. It's always... A, you always have to dog it out. And we dogged it out. I think what impressed me the most, like, even, you know, half-time, Buschewicz was was the standout player on the pitch. Um, although he although he isn't Spanish, obviously born in Spain, born in Spain, that's right, isn't
2: it? Yeah. Um. um but he plays for the Spanish team, like Spanish national. Yeah. Club, yeah.
0: You can you can see that very atypical Spanish style, if you want the 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 football education sort of thing that we've talked about before, and I can imagine that him and Tiago probably really enjoy playing with each other in the middle of the park there, understand what the expectation is. They're both technically really gifted, but his maturity on the ball, to take responsibility, hold it, turn a player, look for a progressive pass, and also be like really quite tenacious as well. I don't want to get to just throw him in territory, but just throw him in.
2: (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Um, there was loads of different facets to Bacetic's performance the other night. You mentioned the, the technical ability and the calmness in the ball. And there was one point that really stood out to me. The ball was filtered out to Milner and that was clearly Wolves' press and trigger. When the ball goes to Milner, that's where we put the pressure on and hopefully force a mistake. And Bacetic gets an absolute bastard of a ball from, I think it's Canadi at one point. And he sort of just flings it forward. And I don't know whether it was luck or whether he he just he just picked out a man, but he, he it was that whole term. I can't remember if you mentioned it on the pod or before, but you say press resistant, Dave, and that's what it was. You know, it was a full scale press. That was a the moment that we're supposed to win the ball. And this wee 17-year-old who they're thinking he'll give it to us, um, just picks the the perfect pass, as you say, just the 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 Spanish um qualities and the Spanish instincts about him. And that was so impressive. And there's another moment where he's pressed with his back to goal. Or uh, sorry, he's facing our own goal and he does the little Tiago turn with the outside of the is boot. This,
0: where he gets, is it, this is where he gets fouled afterwards, isn't it? I think he
2: maybe gets fouled afterwards, yeah. Um and he was he, he was he was brilliant all night and he was part of some of his fouling was really good as well. I don't think we've filed anywhere near well enough this season. I think either we we're found, not fouling we at all. We fouled
0: really well. We fouled like, unbelievably why, well. Why Why have I not seen the yellow card Yeah. Why not? because it's the foul before the foul that gets the exactly.
2: yellow card, wasn't it? it? You have to time your fouls perfectly. If you time it when it's clearly a promising attack, you're going to get booked, and then you're going to be an eggshells for the rest of the game. Simultaneously, if you don't foul, which is something I shout all the time at games, I'm like, yeah. don't foul, don't foul, because half the time it lets them off the hook, but that hasn't been the case this season, because you'd say don't foul, and then they just run through our midfield. But um, yeah, Milner just about gets away with one early doors, but Cedic draws, Simicas draws, and what killed us in the end, and what got their crowd up for it, was he gave them a ridiculous yellow card early doors. And me and the guy next to, uh, next just turned around to each other and just started laughing because they were right to be fuming because some of the shit we got away with, compared to that one, was was quite funny. It was Traoré, right? I think it, I think it was Traoré. Yeah, yeah. Did he, yes, it was Traoré. Bring down Simicass.
0: Um, it was almost like the ref was taking this, you know, that cumulative file where I will let yeah. the whole team get away with yeah. X amount of fouls before I give you the card. He just applied that to the game in general.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, so,
0: so that's so, foul, I'll give a yellow card no matter who it is.
2: So, so that that was good, and yeah, just uh, I think the the issue for us has been legs in midfield this season. It's when if if our press is beaten, the midfield's out of the game, the team's running through on goal, and if the press is beaten, they have a bit of space in midfield, they can pick whatever the pass they want, and that's been killing us in terms of the clear cut chances we've been conceding in every game. But there was you know there a moments second half where. He got back in he was just so quick across the ground to try and get his tackle. And I think he actually missed the tackle in the end. But I just looked at it and I thought, we haven't had that all season. And there's all sorts of reasons why he probably won't throw him in against Chelsea, I don't think. I, I, you know, is he going to go from his tried and tested the exact same to a completely different midfield and, and throw that midfield out again? There's all sorts of reasons why he wouldn't, and including the confidence of the lad at 17 and the intensity of football that he's played at. But for me, you know, you could say you can throw Bechetic in here and he could have a stinker and we could lose 3-0 to Chelsea, but we could play Fabinho, Thiago and Henderson and we could lose 3-0 to Chelsea because that's the way it's been all season. That's the level of performance all season. So we've nothing to lose from throwing this kid in. Um, You know, if he's a stinker and he took off at half-time and that's his confidence shot for his entire career, then he probably doesn't have the mentality to play for us anyway. So let's test him out. Let's see what he's made of. And... You know, Sir Alex Ferguson said it. Sometimes young young players can surprise you. You throw them in, and they're they're performing, the hack it a lot better than what you think they would. So yeah, definitely throw them in in the six. Given that there are only two options in that position are for and Henderson at the moment. Um, I was so so impressed with him. And as one other player, I just want to mention dead quickly. Um, because we probably won't have the time to talk about him. But I was quietly impressed by Cody Gakpo, and I know we'll probably hold him to um a lower standard than the rest of the team while he integrates and we'll give him a little bit of time to get used to things and the pressing and the positioning and how he links with the front three or whatever. But he was a really good just sort of wall pass for us at times and we were able to just hammer it into feet and he would find a turn or he'd find a flick or he'd engineer a little bit of space by manipulating the ball, um, which ended up creating a couple of half chances for us in the first half. And he's not the Nunez. He's not going to be the striker that runs in behind. You know, there was a moment where he, he hits a wild shot. I think it goes out for a throw-in. Uh, from a situation where Nunez would have just knocked it and run and got one on one. Um, and you know, we you can see he's desperate to get his goal, but there were there were some things about his performance. And Barrow says he won't play down the middle, and I'm not convinced he'll play on the left. I think it'll be like a kind of number 10 where he played for the Netherlands, but there was enough there for me to see, right, yeah, you're a, you're a really good footballer, and this is gonna click for you at some point.
0: Yeah, Beryl. Interested in your thoughts on Gakpo? I Andy's made a couple of like Nunez comparisons or non-comparisons there. I kind of felt like I was getting like subtle Firmino vibes, but if if he had have made the pass instead of taking the shot on maybe two occasions, I would have looked at that and thought that that is the pass that Firmino would have played. I think the one you're talking about, Andy, the wild shot. I think there was just a lovely little pass into somebody's feet for for an attempt right in goal. Um there was another one he, he smashes over from a pretty narrow angle where he plays a nice one two, I think. And Firmino I don't think there's a pass on, right? But Firmino takes Firmino takes the unlikely pass rather than the unlikely shot in that occasion. And if he had done like those two things, I think there were comparisons. You're right, Andy? He's not the player that, that's going to run in behind these. Well, and let's be honest, you know, Nunez is very much that player, so we don't really need another one of them. But they're all. You've obviously seen a lot more of them than we have. He's played left hand side for, got a PSV. PSV. PSV, yeah. Um and been really, really effective. The numbers speak for themselves. But he's also played that kind of withdrawn striker role for the Netherlands in the World Cup, which he, he impressed from all. So, like, I found the signing really strange based on what we already have in that area of the pitch. But, like, how do you see him fitting in? Yeah,
1: uh, you know, that shot is exactly Cody Gakpo. And, and this is why he, I don't see him as a as a, Ten or being, you know, successful as a ten, uh, he's still young, so maybe he can be uh, further educated to 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 be um, effective in that role. But he, you know, he that's what he doesn't have. That you know, the 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 little pass, the the assist, the the through ball. Uh, what he does have is, you know, taking up the position on the left, uh, receiving the ball. He's strong. He's he, and he's. He is quick, but you know he he doesn't run in behind. He wants the ball and into he's, his feet. But he's, fucking, he's fucking huge too. Yeah, he he's big, but, but uh, he's what six four or something. But you know, if if um if he were to fight, <laughs> Nunez would win. Um, it's 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 a different sort of strength. He he's uh, you know he's he's very lean, and uh, you know he could get uh, stronger, but I I don't know if that would make him a better player. Um, but you know he 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 definitely has the frame the build to to be uh to be effective as a, as a nine you could say or maybe even as a sh- as a shadow striker you know but you know if he would play on the on this uh, ten role then you shouldn't expect him to give the, the through balls you should expect him to, to get into the uh to into the box and and score. Um, but you know, shooting is is something he does really, really well. You know, this crazy shot he has pulled it off quite a few times at PSV. He and and this is why he uh, thought he could you know at least try it, and uh, it, it was a, it was a really bad shot. Bad shot. But yeah, he, he he will pull it off. You will you will see. But what he does best, uh, did best, is again playing from the left wing. Um, and uh, you know, giving really good crosses, um, um, you know, every type of cross, with left and with right, but mostly with right. And, and his his dead balls. We, at some point, we had a dead ball, and uh, uh, and when I saw Tiago would take it,
0: oh yeah, I knew and exactly
1: a, what he would do. It was a little chipped ball over the top, yeah. rather than that's what Tiago does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, and and you know how he impressed at the World Cup as a as a sort of second striker uh, was exactly because of he shot a few times very surprisingly out of the box I, I think even um yeah. against Ecuador. Yeah, this was a you know very surprising shot and and he scored a header which again you know arriving late, uh, second post, uh, etc. You know, he, he could do stuff like that, but if you want him to be effective, he should play from the left wing. So, and we have Luis Diaz, who is, I think, uh, um, a much better football player, a much better left winger. And um, we have and we have who Jota. Yeah, but I, I think Jota could could play it uh, through the middle as well. But yeah, I, again, someone who is better at the left wing. So it it is a bit of a strange. Um, I think uh, we, we talked about it uh, last time uh, we were together on, on a podcast, and I said it, it would be a mistake if we don't get a midfielder in. If this was the money we have, yeah, it looks like it, but you know, hopefully not. And and then I think it might be a mistake, but uh, at that moment we also concluded that it's probably it's you know, the opportunity to get him now and not let him go to um, you know Manchester United or whoever else wanted him. Uh, was probably something they thought, okay, let's get him in. And maybe they're expecting Jota to go or I don't know who else. Um, so, you know, some, th- there might be something we don't know and and they think they, they need that left winger. But uh, uh, until so far in his career, he has been um, most effective uh, as a left winger. And, you know, he could do a job there but uh, and and uh, I thought he played uh, relatively well for in a position he he you know isn't isn't at his best at uh, and you know he he will have his worth he will score goals he will give assists uh, and we'll yeah. see what else. Yeah, he's, he's
0: obviously a very good footballer, um, and and we just don't really know where he fits in yet. And Andy, that brings us to the the goal score, I suppose where he's a really good footballer. But we just don't really know where he fits in. Um, he's arguably his best game in the Liverpool shirt. Um, I, I don't know. Do you see from his performance that there is an opportunity with, you know, two, three years, we see Salah out, that Harvey Elliott can go and be something different on that right-hand side? And the other thing that it did also want to ask you about what I'm going to ask you about now before I forget. Despite all of the like weird FSG out Twitter madness and let's have a fucking um, online like walk to the ground protest with flags and battles. From the
2: Albert? It's like, yeah, lads, you'll be walking about 20 so metres.
0: 70 <laughs> steps to the ground. We'll protest for approximately 45 seconds. Um... <laughs> like honestly
2: honestly i um, might go down and just like have a look and see if there's like three or four people there you know
0: yeah maybe there's just be a few people carrying like ipads with <laughs> all of these all like a twitter what are, what are those things on Twitter now know those uh what are they spaces twitter yeah. spaces the whole <laughs> twitter space on an ipad somewhere but the point is I felt like watching the TV, the atmosphere was really, really good. Really, really positive. No issues, no concerns, no kind of unrest. Which it very bizarrely someone compared to FSC, to Hex and Gillette, apparently. Um, and under Hex and Gillette, there was people literally having full-scale rise in the ground. Yeah. Like from, from row to row. So, like, first of all, yeah, so the the, the feeling in the ground and then the Elliot thing.
2: Yeah, the, the atmosphere is really good. Probably the best end I've, I've been in, um, excluding, like, the Wembley trips and the, the Charity Shield in, in Leicester in the summer. Like, it was, the Anfield crowd, well, the Anfield crowd, but the Liverpool crowd in general will always sort of react to adversity. And we, we quite often need something to us up before we get going. You know, a, a, a normal, boring game, 25 minutes, nothing happening. The crowd will be quieter. The crowd will be a lull. It's not like a Dortmund or like a Celtic where it's like a constant sort of background background or drone of noise. It's just not the way we work. We're a reactive crowd. And also, crowd. Are the,
0: aways, are, aways are different because you are literally drinking all the way down to the well, ground. It's yeah. a lovely time you're having. You're away for the day. You make the most of it, and you go into the, cru- into the ground absolutely bouncing. So the,
2: that the, is different. They are, but like I went to Forest away, David. It was the atmosphere was crap. I went to, uh, to uh, Spurs away last season. The atmosphere was crap. So there is the away crowd is always going to be bouncing a little bit more, but it is still reactive to what's going on in the football pitch. And I think as a supporters, um, as a group of supporters, we are more reactive um, than most. And you know, the perfect example of it is that Arsenal game last year, where it's all nice and calm for half an hour. Then Arteta gets in Klopp's face and the ground erupts and we win 4-0. And that that, that if you ever want to pick a, a game to describe Liverpool's crowd, that is it. But we get our goal early and that helps and the place is bouncing. But especially the last 10 minutes, it was almost like a real backs to the wall performance. It felt like as a crowd, we felt like we were underdogs almost in that we were cheering every tackle, every 50-50. Harvey Elliott wins uh, a throw in on our side in front of the away fans where I think he just knocks it off a player and he celebrates it like mad and we were celebrating yeah. it like mad and we were like... I'd say, I'd
0: say in the group that it felt a bit like a really, really good European away.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, that the, yeah, the last 10 were brilliant and it almost always felt a bit embarrassing here in 50-50s. It felt a bit like Everton but that's what we've... That's what we've been starved of. That's what, you know, for so long that we, we, we haven't seen that fight. I don't know whether it's fight or we certainly just haven't seen... Players with enough legs and enough energy to get about and make those tackles, and all of a sudden we're making those tackles over and over and over again. And Simicass was throwing a few brilliant ones in. You want to say we want to jump in there, bro? Yeah, that,
1: that, no, that, that's the humility that that I was talking about.
2: You know, uh,
1: yeah, we, we aren't too good. Uh, you know, we aren't too good to 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 cheer for a, for a good tackle. It, yeah. it's you know, especially
0: now. And I think, we aren't I think superior. Yeah, the, and I think the thing that we've forgotten maybe as a, as a, a fan base is, is that league titles that we won and went really, really absurdly close to, and Champions Leagues that we've won were built on performances like that Wolves performance, yeah. where you go there and you get three points no matter fucking what. We weren't running around smashing teams, you know, two, three, four, five nil. Yeah, it would happen every now and again, and would be absolutely, you know. It would be Palace away, or you know, would go and smash United because they're absolutely brutal and think they're better than they are, whatever. But yeah. within that, there was the, there was the Palace games, there was Burnleys, there was Aston Villas, horrible, horrible games that we went in and didn't look by by far the better team by any stretch of the imagination, but we grinded out and got over the line. So. That is nothing to be ashamed of at all. That's a fucking positive of the most positives.
2: Yeah. Um. And I don't know if you've seen the the Red Man clip from the end of the games on Red Man TV social. It's been two minutes of just everyone backing the manager and singing the "I'm so glad that Jurgen is a red" song, and like everyone just stayed behind and was belting that out. And we try, you know, club didn't do the fist bumps, but you know, you know when he's close and you know when he's thinking about it. You know what I mean? Um. Yeah, it it just might not have come across that well I suppose, to some people, but if, for me, I would have been more than happy for him to do them. But yeah, Harvey Elliott, um, he's always the last one, whether it's at Anfield or whether it's away, and whether we've been beaten or drawn or uh or we've won the game, he's always the last one circling around, and you can tell that he's a. supporter. as you want
0: about him, but he gets it.
2: Yeah, yeah. And you can tell he's a Liverpool supporter and he just loves it and he really enjoyed his goal and he enjoyed the tackles and he sort of collapses at full time because he put so much into it and you just know it's it's hurt him as much as, as anyone else this season. He just seems to have matured so much in every way since he was 15 and mocking Harry Keaton's voice. <laughs> you know, that's awkward because I could be his England captain one day. But, you know, we're all dickheads when we're 15. I'm a dickhead still and I'm 24 and I'll probably be a dickhead until... I'm I'm 40, so I'm not gonna sit and judge 19 year olds on it. You know, the way he talks yeah, and the way 41, he comes across so is a yeah, the way he talks and he comes across is uh is is just so pleasing now and his interview was great, I thought, after the game. Um and and yeah, he's in that weird position, uh literally in that weird position where he's From what we understand from Klopp wingers, he's not quick enough to be, but he's not quite physical enough to be in the midfield. But simultaneously, he's just a brilliant technical footballer and we'll have to find a way of fitting him in somewhere. Similar to the argument about Gakpo, he's too good a footballer not to have a a defined position for him or just to leave him out because of how you ideally want to play. So he he will get his games and... um, yeah, there's I was gonna say about the crowd. Um, again, oh yeah, it's just the the point on the on the on on the Klopp song at the end, and like you've got, it is sort of internet virgins and whatever. But you do get, you've seen a little bit of like, and it's not the Klopp's been beyond criticism this season, far from it. But you've got like, there's been a few, there's been a bit of a Klopp out sentiment from some people, and I remember there was a little bit around the, um, around the COVID season when we, we lost the six games in a row. But, you know, for me, that just shows a difference. And it's not like, obviously, it's not match-going fans versus non-match-going fans or Scousers versus non-Scousers. Like, three years ago, I was getting over once a season. Now I'm getting the every game. I'm no better supporter now than I was three years ago. But the the, the, the fans in the ground and, you know, p- fans like ourselves who come on here and talk about it and have genuinely Liverpool Football Club at the, at the core of our hearts, you know, we, we're there to support the players. We're there to, you know, we genuinely care. Um... And I think sometimes there's a little bit of a romanticism to a struggle as well. I think I tweeted about this this morning where we see Manchester United fans protesting against their owners because they have a genuine reason to. They're taking dividends and money and loans out of the club to pay off their own debt. We protest against Hicks and Gillette for similar reasons. You know, this idea that you protest against owners because you want a few more quid for transfers doesn't sit right with me. I think protests should be saved for... You're on mute.
0: Totally. And again, you know... Things that are important, things that represent the values of the club. Yeah. So, are we going to protest against not signing to Bellingham? No. No. But are we going to protest against
2: 77 70, pound tickets?
0: 77 pound tickets? Yeah. Are we going to protest about staff being furloughed? You yeah. know, Th- those are the things that matter. And those are the things that are represent- we going to protest
2: against a, a sports washing, and sports washing, a murderous state? I mean, I'd be the first on the line if that was to happen. Um, yeah. that's, and as
0: much as you have to represent your football club, you want your football club to represent you as well.
2: Completely. Yeah. You know and we're, and we're not naive to the fact that it's a an intensely capitalist run process, but at least have some of the socialist values that are instilled in the club and that Shankly instilled and that, that we have as supporters, or at least pretend to, or at least make it out as if you know we can feel like it might be yeah. that. Um but you know, as as you were saying, yeah, you protest about those things. You don't protest about not signing Jude Bellingham, for example, and you then run the risk of Of sort of becoming the boy who cried wolf that when you've actually something to protest over and you've protested over a load of stupid stuff then nobody takes that protest seriously and you just shoot yourselves in the foot so yeah I I think um, you know for me sometimes the team do need a bit of a kick up the ass on the ground against Wolves it was toxic but it kind of deserved to be at home this was by the way um, because sometimes they need to know that it's not good enough. But for the for the large part, you're there to support them. You're not there to abuse them. Um, and you're not there to try, kind of manufacture a struggle that isn't really there, even though we're not very good. You know, just because some of these supporters haven't lived through Hodgson, haven't lived through Hicks and Gillette, haven't lived through the 90s, and how bad it's really been. They're trying to engineer a struggle for themselves so they can, um, you know, tell some sort of story about this is what I've been through. And it's like, you've had it so good under Klopp. That we could finish fifteenth this season, and um, it still won't be anywhere as near as bad as what, what, well, certainly what you guys have seen. Obviously, I've seen Hicks and Gillette and Hodgson, but you guys have seen the nineties and and things a lot worse. So,
0: yeah. So don't want to get into the Sudanese years, watching Julian Dix fucking, you know, lumber up the fucking left hand side and try to headbutt somebody. Anyway, Beryl, Andy's right, Kunceski. That's how
1: I was thinking of it.
0: That's another. That's another. Yeah, <laughs> th- let's not go there. Um,
2: Konchesky's
1: mom. <sighs> because, <laughs> did she play for us? The, no, do you she not might remember? I have
0: during those times, to be honest. Do, 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 do
2: you remember I that? I remember
0: mom coming out and having a fucking proper go at the fans for on Facebook. Days. Yeah,
2: it was proper yeah. like your ma on Facebook. Calling Honestly, out Sirs was... and doing loads of sort of like poverty shouts and all. It was dreadful. Oh, like, it was absolutely mortifying. Imagine how mortifying it was for him. He had to like walk out in front of the cop the oh, next no. week. Oh I know. Anyway.
0: But mind you, if I was playing the way he was, then I would have mortified walking out regardless of what my man <laughs> said. <laughs> yeah. Um they're all and Andy's right, you know. There is this, we just want more money. We just want more big shiny things because buying a load of players is going to make us win stuff. And that segues me nicely on to the game of the weekend. (laughs) We've got Chelsea with this absolutely fucking batshit crazy lad that looks like he's just sending every fucker under the sun. Over 450 million in six months, which apparently his net spend is more than FSG's or sorry, just slightly less than FSDs over their entire tenure. But I think what, what that goes to tell us is that people who have a load of money to fuck at a football club doesn't, doesn't guarantee you anything at all. So we rock into Chelsea. They're in a proper funk. Um, they've got so many players. They have got no real identity at the moment. Potter, it looks like he's struggling to try and instill what he did at Brighton. And it took him a long let's not forget, it took him a long time to do that. Everybody could see what he was trying to do. But it took him you know, three years probably to start to really get them to where they want to. And maybe some of it was down to quality of players. We've seen it with Arterra get relative success, but ultimately fall short a number of times. And now he's reaping the benefits. So I don't doubt he's a bad manager, but they are in almost the opposite situation to us, but exactly the same, where they're desperately underperforming. They need to find some sort of form, but they are buying a pile of stuff, buying a pile of people that we're not. They've got a brand new manager who's one of the most up and coming, like hot prospects. And we have this fellow who people are saying his time's up and he's done. And We're pretty much in the same place. It's half 12, it's half 12, it's not ideal for this sort of fixture from an atmosphere perspective, but I'm interested in your thoughts as to whether they have the players and the style of football to expose the frailties that we have so often shown this season because I don't feel like they have that pace and power
1: well, you know, they have so many players there. There are probably, there's bound to be some players in there that, that have the qualities to, to, to do it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think we're, it, it is lucky that uh, 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 Joel Felix isn't playing against us because, you know, he. Uh, um, I, I know you rate him more than I do, but, you know, oh, he, technically he's, yeah. uh, he's a very good player and he has pace and he has a point to prove so you know he in uh, anfield would have been a, a really good podium for him to 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 show that he can't play because you know uh he he tried to force issues um but uh, i think the the teams that played through us uh, were the were the the teams uh, like brighton you know again no they have some really good players but uh, again not world beaters individually uh, but as a team uh, you know so well drilled uh, and uh, playing in the same uh, the same 11 uh, you know practically uh, every week um and and the team is so important for them that they can throw out arguably their best player this season, the Trossar because he doesn't uh, want to commit himself to the team discipline and I, I and I think Chelsea, is is none of that. Um, I, I I don't think um, at this m- moment in time, uh, you know, a, a, let alone know his best team. But he 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 probably doesn't even know his best defense or his best midfield or his best attack. Uh, I I think he massively started self doubting. Because you know, he, at at some point he, now he's he's throwing in some uh, some youth players, this uh, young left back uh, Hall. Uh, after paying, what did they pay for a Cucurella? Lots of money. Oh, like um, sixty five. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah. Mental. It's and so and, and and on the right, yeah, I know Reese James is is uh, uh, is injured, but how can Aspiliquita still get a game? It's it's incredible. So and um, so they have lots of players. And and if you um, you know just just with with any um, line of work, if you uh, throw a couple of people, or not a couple, a bunch of people together, and uh, and expect them to be a team and and to to have some sort of team cohesion and know what to do and. Uh, know what to expect from their teammates. It it, it would be ludicrous, right? So they they need to get to know each other. Uh, I think uh, they have some really good players. I think Kovacic is a really good player. I would you know uh, I would love oh him God, at love him. Uh, uh, at our midfield. You know he has all the things that we we lack at this moment. Yeah, um, he's like my
0: he's, he's like my football man crush. I absolutely mm-hmm. love Kovacic, honestly, uh, and,
1: and Joao Felix. Yeah, he's not on the
0: same level. He's not <laughs> the same level, but he's just not. Uh. Andy, it's um it, it is a strange it's a strange game. I kind of feel like in the league the best performance I can remember is is obviously City at home. But yes, we get the result, but it it's the best performance. We have control. But I almost feel like that was a little bit of a throwback to just have the ball. Have the ball. We'll defend really well. We'll close the space. We'll press in the midfield rather than high up on most occasions. And we will absolutely expose you on the break. And the way Chelsea like to play, with the likes of Competition, and Jorginho in the middle of the park, they like knocking knock it around. They don't really have a centre-forward that's going to run in behind. You know, they don't have a Lukaku. They don't have a Werner. Likely going to be Havertz. Aubameyang looks like a busted flush to the point where whether he is or not it's irrelevant, I don't think Potter's going to select them So I kind of feel like this is an opportunity to do a bit more of that with a nice, sensible nabi kida playing in the midfield, being that fourth man press in the midfield or being that fourth man press from the midfield into the front three. I could do a bit of a absolutely but a, how do you see it, and what's your eleven? What's your eleven, as opposed to what you think the manager will do?
2: Um, yeah, it could be anything. I mean, I was talking before the Wolves game, and realistically, the Wolves game shouldn't really change anything because it's a, a team in nineteenth, and we did have to scrap it. But I was talking about it as it could like just be a genuinely dreadful watch and a dreadful atmosphere, because as you say, it was two teams, um, and I mean, one of them has to break their duck or break their um break their streak but I mean I suppose it could end a draw and both teams would still be disappointed so I'm not really sure how it's going to play out honestly I I, 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 I have no idea who's going to line up for Chelsea I saw Kante was back in individual training surely he's not going to come back for his customary return against Liverpool Um, you know so as you say, uh, they've knocked an off a lot of pace in behind, so we can probably push the line up quite high and try and squeeze the game as much as we can. We've been doing that anyway, and you know the midfielders still haven't been able to get about the pitch. But I would pick the same midfield as started against Wolves. Obviously, the caveats of Elliot and Keda sort of collapsing the floor on 90 minutes, and Bacetic um, can barely walk as he's coming off on 65 or 70. The Wolves it's not too bad,
0: though. It's, it's from the Tuesday night, so it's not awful.
2: True. Um the Wolves fans are boon, but yet I just he came off as if he was time waste. It's like, no, he literally just can barely function at the minute. He's twelve and has the body of a nine-year-old. Yeah. And you know, it's all well and good us sitting here saying it. And I would go for those three in midfield, but obviously Klopp has to consider the sort of boring things that would be popular, and that is you know, after Tuesday night, is there a possibility that we have to um sort of book in three substitutes there in midfield? And he may want to do maybe maybe book in two of them and, and commit to even a Henderson playing ninety minutes, which certainly won't be popular. Um but these are the unpopular sort of things that kind of us sort of playing the footy manager side of things don't have to have to consider. Yeah. Um, I just
0: can't see I can't see a world where at least one of Fabinho or Henderson don't start the game. Yeah.
2: So I think it'll be I think it'll be it could be um Bacetic, Tiago and um and Henderson's Henderson. probably the most likely one. I would, I would I would, throw Kate in again because nothing to lose sort of thing. Um, it also, the question mark is where do you play Elliot? Do you play Elliot on the right where he played on Tuesday night? But then obviously Salah's going to come back in and realistically start whether you think you should or not based on meritocracy. I
1: know. don't
2: think you do play Elliot. Well, I, so I don't think you will. Um, I would possibly because look at... Darwin's
0: himself. due to be fit, right?
2: Well, if Darwin's fit, you have to go with, a, with, with Salah and Nunez and you probably throw Gakpoings, you're not going to throw Elliot on the left, are you? Unless yeah. you do Elliot right, Salah central, Nunez left, which seems like a lot of faffing about just to fit Elliot Johnson in a position Johnson where Johnson. we ultimately don't think he's going to play for us long term.
0: Yeah. It feels like doing a dick, so I'll puzzle the wrong way around that.
2: So I think he, I think what he probably will go for is Bacetic, Keita, Henderson, Salah, Nunez, Gakpo. Luke um,
0: what
2: did I say? Bacetic.
0: Keita Henderson?
2: No, Bacetic. Um, but Thiago Tiago, Henderson, sorry, um, Gakpo, Nunez, Salah. I think he'll change the fullbacks back to his normal ones, which is fine because I don't think the fullbacks have been particularly well. there's would be a for Trent, but I don't think they've been by anywhere near our worst this season. He'd bring the goalkeeper back in, and actually, at this point, I'd I'd, I'd give Kanate Gomez another run because I think it looked quite good. And I've been Gomez's biggest critic, and I'm a, a massive fan of Matip. I know you are as well, but you know he's not been. Um, He's not been immune. He shouldn't be immune to criticism over the last couple of weeks either. So there's no reason for not for not giving Gomez a go. And um, yeah, yeah, why not? I thought Gomez played okay the other night.
0: I thought he did well. I think Madep has also <laughs> maybe treated a little bit harshly treated due to one like horrendous pass. Um, but yeah, he's not been at the level. I just think. I just think again, it, it is the. It is going to be a situation where it's Chelsea at home and it's going to be the the tried and trusted. It's going to be the I need to feel safe and it's going to be Manip Canate. It's going to be Thiago Fabinho Henderson. Um, Beryl,
1: any advances on that? Uh, uh, it, it would be madness to do that. You know, this is... Exactly what we did against Brighton, and it would be, you know. Literally- oh, I know. Oh, but what do you think the manager will do? Um, uh, I I would go as far as to say that it won't be, you know, I don't think we will play the the same midfield we played against Wolves, but I don't think uh, either, uh, or either what what what's the uh, the best per- either. The, the- <laughs> Um, <laughs> either, I, either is fine. Either is fine. Yeah. It's it's the American way. Like to say either. So so I'll say either. Um, but um, I, I I don't think we will play Fabinho, Henderson uh, Tiago as well. I I I I can't see that happening. If that happens, I I I no, I don't know what I what I will. Do. <laughs> I won't do anything. But I, I will be massively frustrated because I will know that the same problems will return right away. I, I would, you know, but maybe I'm uh, a bit of a romantic and uh, I, I would play uh, with, I with Elliot. <laughs> I would play with Elliot in midfield. Uh, okay. uh, b- because uh, if you play with, you know, the way we play with Baicetich and Thiago, if you play that game, you, you don't have to have, uh, you know, um, massive amounts of of physicality. Uh, on you, on, you on could, the flip you, side... Yeah. You could uh, do
0: Becetich, Thiago, Elliot with like a double pivot, which he will absolutely never ever do. That no. will never happen in the history of Liverpool Football Club.
1: No, but anyway... He, yeah. he, he, he tried something like that against no, against Brighton maybe, but never mind. But you know, I, I don't think that will happen. But I, 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 I would go uh, with uh, with what Andy said for our midfield, uh, and yeah, uh, let, let's try that. Let's let's not revert to you know what was deemed to be safe, but it wasn't safe. It hasn't been safe for a for quite a while now. It it it, it lacks. All sorts of things that we need in midfield if we play with those three in that and and you know even the best of them Tiago plays like shit when we play in that three because you know he has no one to play with um, yeah so no I, I I would go with what uh, what Andy said if that I, I'd give us a chance and and I think it's a good idea to. Uh, to uh, exploit the, the speed that we that we have in 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 Núñez and in uh, in Sala, um, yeah, maybe we need more hum- humility and and uh, and and not the the idea the that that we could dominate uh, Chelsea right away. That we're back on track or something like that. Maybe we need to be humble and
2: uh, soak up pressure, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
1: Grind Do- it out again. Do you know what? It
2: it feels like like a mad shout, as if we're like going with the same team that we went with in midweek, and it feels like we're just making like six changes from what he would have done at Brighton. The only real big changes are you taking. Well, the only real big changes from Brighton, though. Which seems mad. Was well, I, well I'm, I'm keeping the full. Well, I'm keeping the uh, as Alexander. No, Arnold.
0: sorry, I mean Klopp made eight changes from breaking yeah, the world. Yeah,
2: because because he was resting for a cup game, and it always feels like we're gonna sort of go with the same team. We're not, All we're really doing is swapping Fabinho and Henderson out there for um, for Bacetic and um. Well, all Hi, I'm, I'm really doing is throwing Bacetic in, and the rest of it would be completely normal for a a Premier you're League. Not throwing team. Did he keep pick. No, I'll, I'll well I, I would we, I would, but I think you'd go Tiago Henderson Bachetic. Maybe. All right. I said earlier, really I don't think you'd do Bachetic, so I don't know. All right. So some
0: somehow given <laughs> our like absolute midfield woes and we've got no players, we find ourselves playing the midfield game again. <laughs> which is absolutely bizarre. So yeah, until next time up the up the seventy step. FSG out March Reds.